when we were planning this week, I said, um, you know what, it has been such a cold and miserable July and August, hasn't it? Hasn't it? So I said, how about we all get together because we just need some laughter along the way. Did you get some laughter this morning? (laughs) Some close to the edge laughter, dads who dare back again. I think that was their best performance ever. So well, well, well done guys and everyone else being involved this morning. It's good because there's this whole thing isn't there when it comes to Father's and Father's Day that has a tension that goes with it, doesn't it? Because sometimes we live between the ideal and the real. Uh, we, we live with the ideal, wanting it to be a particular way, and sometimes we're living in the real, and so it comes with all different kinds of tensions. So if you're here today, and you're a single parent, or you're a single again parent, or you're a mixed, or a blended, or a nuclear, wherever you come, I want to welcome you here today, because it's good to pause in the moment of a community, good to pause in the moment of a church, and say, we want to acknowledge fathers, because it can be a challenge along the way. And our theme for this month um, that we've got happening is shape your world. Is Marcus Baker in the room? Marcus, is anyone, anyone connected with Marcus here? Give me a wave. No, they are out. But Marcus, last week we had our Engage Sunday and Marcus was collecting loose change for some children over in Africa, uh, Tanzania was it? And there was like 290,000, 290 something dollars that was collected on that day and he took this sack of coins, he collected it all in the afternoon, counted it through and his teacher came back and sent him an email and said, hey, this is brilliant. Brilliant. This is just wonderful. And I thought to myself, isn't it wonderful at a young age, people, kids can be involved in knowing that they can shape their world. Our vision around here is growing, building a growing community of vibrant Jesus followers, visibly impacting our spheres, shaping our city and serving our world. When someone comes to know Jesus, when someone connects with the love of God like Pete just sung about there, there's this change that happens. A relationship is born. Uh, He forgives our sin. He he washes us clean. And then he infuses us with his very presence, his spirit. And, And basically his mandate is go. Go out into the world and be a world shaper, be a world changer for me, so that when people look at you, they might see something of who I am shining through you until I come back one day, call everyone to account, recreate a new heavens and a new earth, and welcome you into my family as my own. Well done, Marcus, and for others who were connected in doing that last week as well. Anyone here ever failed as a parent? Can we just have some honesty here? Anyone here feels like they failed as a father? Yeah, I wish I could have the perfect kind of father-producing machine here that you could just sort of shuffle in a bloke and stride out an awesome dad, yeah? But we don't. We don't have a machine that just creates, as you walk through, a shuffling bloke to produce this awesome dad on the other side. In fact, I asked my kids just yesterday, have I ever failed you as a father? You know, look, can we just have a moment of honesty? And, and one of my kids goes, oh yeah, like this morning, you know, I'm like, great, this is only going to go south from here. So I kind of cut the conversation there and let's just move on, okay? Because the reality is, is that dads come in all different shapes and sizes and there's not one size fits all. And so that's why I loved the idea of a uh, despicable me and Mr. Grew here is because what grew on him were these three little kittens that changed his heart. And there's some things in that, that film, that picture that reflect, I believe, what is something to do with the heart of God. 
And so because today is Father's Day, filled with all of the tensions between the real and the ideal, what I thought it would be good, just in a few moments, is to share with you what I believe are four gifts, are four gifts that a dad can give to their kids. Because I want to suggest to you this morning in our time that we have here is that it's easy to be a father. One night of passion will produce that, but it's really hard to be a dad. There's four gifts a dad can give to their kids. The first gift is this, the gift of protection. The gift of protection. I remember when my family uh, was taken overseas on the sort of lifetime trip to go to LA and see all of the different rides that were taken. We went to Disneyland, we went to Knott's Berry Farms. Anyone heard of Knott's Berry Farm before? And I remember our family came in, there was four boys, mum and dad, and we went on one of those rides, the ones that spin around and make you want to puke up, yeah? And they keep on spinning you because they know you're getting really close to that. And then at the end of this sort of spinning ride, our first one in Knott's Berry Farm, it stopped, came to an end. And, and you know how your body is still spinning even though the, the machine has stopped? And, and, and we stepped outside of it and all of the, the, the guys in our family made it. But my mum, she was still spinning. And she stepped out and she tripped and fell. And so my dad, his instinct at that time, because he got this idea of being the gift of her protection, right? Uh, he actually just walked away from her. So what did the other four boys do? We just we walked because we were embarrassed of what happened to mum. And, and so there was some other American gentleman who came down and picked her up, gave her her red rose and serenaded her. No. And, and, and I learned in that moment that we shouldn't do that kind of thing because... Because we wore that for the rest of the day, and rightly so, is that there's something that is instinctual about being a dad, if you like a good dad, is when they learn to protect. In fact, fathering, being a good dad is like driving a car. You realize that you have valuable goods inside, and so you're always looking ahead to what's coming, and you're always looking behind because you want to see where you've been and what you can learn from it, because you want to get the best course in life heading, don't you? And, and so there's this sense within dads about wanting to give their kids a gift. And that gift has to come with protection. The idea of, I've got your back. Kids, that's why we ask you all the time, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? When are you getting home? Who's going there? What's happening in your world? We want to do that because there's actually an instinctual thing happening in dads behind the scene, which is, I want to connect. I've got your back. I want to be with you. I remember coming home from the... The hospital, first time, first time child coming home from the hospital. And, and they gave you this little bundle, right? You got three days or two days or about four hours now in the hospital once you've given birth, right? And, and they give you this little infant and there's no manual that comes with it. And, and, and they say, there you go, you can go home now. And you're like, you serious? Like just by myself? I can just go home? Yeah, you can just go home now. And I remember hopping in the car and, and checking the, the safety seat like 27 times and then driving on the freeway. They drive at 100 on the freeway, not, not with my valuable goods in the car, yeah? I'm driving 80 kilometers an hour in, in the shoulder going, everyone like, slow down. Don't you know I've got a baby on board, yeah? There's this instinctual thing. See, the why this is such a good gift is because when kids grow up knowing that you have got their back, even if they nag you along the way, kids, you grow up knowing that you're worth protecting. The first powerful gift that a dad can give to their kids is the gift of protection. It's easy to be a father, hard to be a good dad. 
Second gift that dads can give is the gift of praise. You know, this one goes so far, but it's so valuable because you can see the effect it has in shining their eyes, pumping up their little bodies. I still remember when my grade six teacher held up my goofy artistic pictures and praised them in front of the entire class. Still remember that. And if I can remember that from 35 years ago, then how much more the praise of a dad in their little kid's life, praise of a parent, praise of a friend, praise of... There's something about pumping up the tires of kids that sees them in flight because they recognize along the way is that when you are actually praising them, you're saying you're worthy of praise. You see, when a young child grows up knowing that they're worthy of praise, they might think they're worthy of love. (laughs) See, it's easy to be a father. You can have one night of passion to be a father. It's hard to be a good, good dad. Praise goes so far. Praise goes such a long way that when you actually inflate their little minds and their little hearts... It's as though they're flying in a different gear. See, one of the things that a good dad tries to do is when they give their gift, this, their child, this gift of praise, it's as though they're taking their time to circle around them and around them and around them because they see one of their roles in life is to try and praise them in the areas that they're really good at. They're trying to identify their strengths. They're rowing around them trying to identify their God-given abilities and gifts. They're trying to row around them and see what is it that's unique about you. They don't just praise them for the sake of it. They row around them and say, you know what, this is good in you. And when a dad decides to intentionally, routinely look into their child's eyes and say, that was good. That was good. You did that well. I think you have a knack in that. Then what it eventually does He's pumped them up so much that when they grow up beyond the years where they might even leave home and develop their own relationships with others, they recognize along the way that they have received this gift of praise. And somewhere along the line, you hope that the penny will drop and they'll go, you know what, if I was worthy of praise, then maybe I'm worthwhile and worthy myself. Third gift that a dad can give. You know, it's easy to be a a father one night, but it's hard to be a good dad. The the third gift that a dad can give their father is the gift of respect. You see, I needed to have four Ps. So I just kind of made up a word there. Pet, respect along the way. See, the, the, the gift of respect goes something like this. There's always someone above us in life, isn't there? There's a boss. There's a law, there's a government, there's always someone above us. And if someone learns the gift of respect and gives it to their child, it's this idea that if you can navigate the relationships and the authority figures in your life, then you can navigate relationships. You can work alongside a boss, you can receive instruction from others. One of the most powerful gifts that a dad can give their kid is being able to represent and reflect ways in which they deal with authority figures in their life too. I was, had a friend and um, still have him and I was talking to him yesterday about an incident in his life that shaped his thinking about this idea of authority and integrity in a man's life. And uh, he said, I have an uncle and I remember as an 11-year-old boy, we were going on a journey between South Australia and Western Australia. My uncle loved honey, loved honey. 
stopped off in South Australia, got a few jars of their precious honey, and then drove across the border. The only problem was when we're driving across is that it was all the fruit fly thing and what you could take across the borders. So he said, my uncle hid the honey in the, the wheel well of the caravan, yeah? He hid it right down deep. So when he got through there, he said, is there anything to declare? He said, no, nothing to declare. And he drove on through. He said, we drove on a few more hours, and this is hours to Nordsman, I think the place is. And he said, we got there, we slept the night. In the morning time, I woke up to find that my uncle wasn't there. I said, where, 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 where is he? Mum said, well, you see, his conscience got the better of him during the night. <laughs> and he hopped in the car this morning, did a U-turn and drove all the way back to the South Australian border to hand over his precious honey. Now, you might look at that and go, that's just silly. That's just foolhardy. I mean, of course, just take it through, have a bit of honey. It doesn't affect anyone. It doesn't hurt anyone. But the impression on that young 11-year-old boy was the, wait a second, there's integrity that runs deep in someone's life that actually impacts and shapes me, and that is a good Thing, even though we might wrangle over what you might have integrity about. But on the way through, there was this idea that there is someone who understands authority that's representing it. And if authority comes from him, then maybe I can trust it in my own life. You see, the gift of respect goes a long way, doesn't it? You can, a young person can see you respecting. It's easy for them to trust that authority figures might be respected Two, the gift of respect. You know, it's easy to be a father. One night, it's hard to be a good dad. Go for it, dads. Well done. Fourth one is this, the gift of presence. Some people ask these days, is it better to have quantity or quality? Time. They say, actually, both. And if I ask you the question, how was your week this week? It's the same answer you get wherever you go. The answer is busy. It's just like a catchphrase these days. In fact, if you're not busy, there must be something wrong with you. Yeah. In fact, the, the, the easy invitational kind of response to conversation is busy, busy. Yeah, but I'm probably a bit busier, probably a bit busier than you. We're busy, aren't we? Must be really busy. You see, the gift of presence is so powerful in a young child's life is because they grow up. And if they realize that you've spent time with them, consistent, concerted time, a child will grow up thinking, well, you know what? I'm worth spending time with. I must be worth it. I remember this lesson so very well when I was um, growing and my child was growing. He was walking behind me one day and, and I was striding out, moving back to the house. And, and I said to him, will you come on and you hurry up? And I remember one of them calling back saying, Stop walking so fast. I can't keep up. It's one of the powerful gifts that a, a dad can give to their kids is being able to turn around, slow down, and take a moment to spend time. It doesn't really matter all that what it is, but a dad who wants to give their child the gift of presence We'll figure out along the way, what is it that they like? Not what is it that I like and you can do it with me. <laughs> but what is it that they like? And I will just do that routinely, regularly throughout the week. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Read a book, spend some time, ask them, how is your 
little world. Don't even have to say too much along the way because over the time it accumulates to the extent that somewhere along the line, when they get older along the way, the penny might drop. I received the gift of presence. And the accumulation of that over time meant that when I understood that my dad spent time with me, it made me realize that I must be worth it. Dads, it's hard to be a dad. It's easy to be a father. As I look around this room and I've interacted with many of you here, I realize that there are many good dads who are wanting to do these four things regularly and routinely. They want to give these four gifts to their kids, the gift of protection, the gift of praise, the gift of respect, and the gift of presence. Because they realize that when they do these things, there's a little tipping point in their lives of the kids. When they grow up, they realize, I I was worth protecting. I was worth praising. I was worth being shown how to respect so I could respect others. And I was worth spending time with. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Pete's going to come and sing a song in a moment. Two thousand years ago, there was a man by the name of Jesus, and he had a time where the community was gathered, men, women, and children all together. They called it the Sermon on the Mount because it was on a mountainside he delivered his talk. And at the end of it, he said these words, really in summing up everything that I've been talking about, he said, "Be perfect, therefore." As your heavenly Father is perfect. You could almost hear the audible groan, if you like, from the group. What? Are you kidding me? God wants us to be perfect? Jesus wants us to be perfect? If you had asked right there and then, hands up, everyone who falls short of that, I'm sure there would have been a lot of dads who would have put their hand up. See, I don't see in these words of Jesus condemnation. I see in these words of Jesus a powerful calling, a powerful reality, a powerful truth that if I'm prepared to accept it, transforms me. The reality is when I look at Jesus, when I look at God, I'm not perfect. So these words were given as a calling, a reality check. It was supposed to go something like this, God, I know I'm not perfect. So I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to humble myself And I'm going to ask that you would put your perfection and your love and your goodness and your servanthood and your giving and your grace into me. A failed human who sins, who falls short, sometimes even when they're trying. And what I discover is that there is a perfect 
heavenly Father that can heal, that can remind me, that can begin to pour his life once again into these dry bones and say, get up, move on. Today is the day you can practice these four gifts. I wonder out of those four, not just dads now, but mums, single, single again, mixed, blended, nuclear, whatever it is. Which of those four gifts is one that you go, you know what, I would like to do that gift and give it in abundance this week. Think of one. Because James, another author in the Bible, goes on and says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, that's me. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who doesn't condemn you, who calls you to rely upon his empowering presence, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Given to you. When you bend your knee and you humble yourself and you say, this task is beyond me, God, I want to do this and I want to do it well. But would you help me? If you're here this morning and you would like an extra measure of God's grace in your life to help you, then would you just bow your heart, bend your knee, open up your mind, And pray a simple prayer that goes like this. Jesus, would you help me to not just be a father, to be a good dad? Would you help me grow? Some of you might pray, God, fatherhood's really messy for me. Fathering, would you heal me? of hurts in the past. And what I discover and believe true about God is that when you humble yourself and open yourself up truly, bend your knee, by His Spirit He comes. He comes. And He gives new life. And He gives new joy. And He gives new perspective when you start with Him.